Hayden. Everyone is part of the family at this point. It is my fan fiction idea that I had. So this movie was garbage. You are a monster beyond all belief. Put them all in the thing and let them do the thing. You know what I mean? How? Yeah, you're lucky to have me back. <laughs> you're never gonna get 60 million people because you're not a Super Bowl. Shut up. So chaotic. Devon, thank you so much for being here. Glad to chat with you today about Flaming Hot. How are oh, you? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Honored to be here. Absolutely. Devon, start off, how did you become familiar with Richard's story? When was the first time you heard about it? I heard about Richard's story about, uh, at this point, almost seven years ago. Uh, you know, he was, we were, I was introduced to him by a mutual friend. And, you know, my friend texted me and said, hey, you know, I have your next movie and you know, if I if I believe that, I, <laughs> you know, I'd have made a lot more movies by this point because most of the time people say it and it's just not true. But in this instance, I said okay, and so he connected me with Richard. Uh, I had Richard and his wife Judy uh, come to my office, and as I just said, tell me your story. And as Richard told me his story, by the end of it, I was in almost in tears, and I just said, I've got to bring this story to the big screen. I thought it was so inspirational. I thought it was so unique. It almost had like a Forrest Gump quality to it. So I just, I was just, you know, inspired by it. And that's what, you know, motivated me to want to, you know, get this movie made. Absolutely. You said in other interviews that when Eva came in to talk, Eva Longoria came in to talk about the film and kind of pitch her idea for yeah. it, that you knew right away that she was the one to kind of take this across the finish line. What was it about Eva that really kind of drove this home for you? You know, she had a a, a very um, strong understanding of what the movie needed to be. And, you know, whenever I'm doing a film, whenever I'm producing a movie, uh, one of the things I'm always looking at is like, OK, you know, does the director not only understand what the movie is about in terms of the plot, but does the director understand what the movie is about in terms of theme? And Eva understood the theme. She understood, you know, how to make it better. She understood the authenticity and the specificity of this culture and community. And also she, you know, understood humor. I mean, you know, she's she's really funny, <laughs> which is great. So it was that rare combination of humor and heart, along with the cultural specificity that let me know that she was the director. Uh, at that point in time, she had only directed, you know, episodic television. Right. So certainly it was a leap of faith, you know, to believe that without having done a feature before that she could do it. But I believed in her. I believed in, in her vision. I believed in, in who she is as a person. And, um, you know, had no problem, you know, advocating for her with the studio and ultimately, you know, her director's presentation with the studio put it over the top. And uh, we were grateful to have her, you know, direct such a great film. Absolutely. What is it about the story in Flamin' Hot that you felt like needed to be told? What why was this the film that you felt like needed to be brought to the masses? Uh, you know, I'm I'm in this business for inspiration. Uh, you know, when what I mean by that is, uh, you know, I'm the middle child of three boys and my father passed away when I was nine years old uh, of a heart attack when he was 36. And my mother didn't have, you know, their money for therapy. Um, if anything, we were actually on uh, on welfare, believe it or not. And the only way that we made it through was going to church and watching movies and, and television shows. So entertainment really served a great purpose in my life and, and helped save me to a degree. And I got I felt like I want to be a part of this industry to bring hope. And that has been my mission statement from day one. And I've been in this industry at this point, you know, going on 26, 27 years. And so when it came to Flaming Hot, when I heard the story, 
I was, you know, I've said, this is it. This is why I'm here. This is what I'm here to do. I'm here to tell true stories that are inspirational because I have no, you know, knock on superhero movies. They're, they're great, but you know, you can't, you know, put on a, a, a suit that makes you have superhuman speed and go through your city and save it. You can't do that, but you can watch a movie like Flaming Hot and see the true story of Richard Montañez and be inspired and get strategy on how to navigate your life. So I felt like this story was going to connect with audiences around the world and provide real time hope that I believe is needed right now. That's excellent. And what, aside from the real time hope, what do you hope that audiences are going to take from this film? Yeah. I mean, that, that all things are possible. Those who believe I, that that's what I want people to take away. I mean, you know, Richard started as a janitor working for Frito-Lay and had this idea, you know, not only to put, you know, chili powder on a Cheeto, but, uh, to appeal to his community as a way to save the factory. Uh, you know, jobs were being lost. The factory wasn't doing well. And he said, the reason why we're not doing well is because we're not appealing to our community, to my community. And so Richard, you know, took the spicy product, marketed it to his community. And what we now know is Flaming Hot became history. When people see this film, I want them to take away the possibility. I want them to take away. It's not about your title. You know, it's about your vision that your vision you have for your life. I want people to take away service. Richard wasn't trying to create a billion dollar brand. He was just trying to serve his factory. He was just trying to save jobs. And in the process, he did something that has united a culture and a community. So those are some of the takeaways. And then also love wins. I mean, when you see the film, uh, there's a powerful love story between Richard and his wife, Judy. And I want people to believe in love after they see this film and see the, the power of it. I'm glad you brought that up because aside from the perseverance of Richard and, you know, finding the phone number, making the call, trying to figure out the best recipe here with Judy, Judy was really in his corner the entire yes. time. And I think that that's really just as, you know, important as a story. We have a lot of movies that have these subplots, uh, but that was such a strong piece of Richard's story. And without Judy, Richard probably wouldn't be where he is today. No, he that is not a probable. It is a definite. Richard would not be where he is today. He would have not, you know, made the contributions he's made. He would have not, you know, made history uh, as one of the top, you know, Latino executives in corporate America. And it wasn't for Judy and, uh, you know, her love, her support, her encouragement. Uh, and in the film, Annie Gonzalez does a brilliant job of bringing Judy uh, Montañez to life. And, uh, you know, she's so strong. And, uh, you know, you see the support system is is essential, uh, you know, for Richard's success. And and he attributes his success to Judy. There's a line in the film that says, if you want to get through this life, get yourself a Judy. And uh, and, you know, I I, I, I'm, I agree with that. Um, and every time I see that part of the movie, it just inspires me because having that level of support in life, I think, is one of the greatest gifts we could have. And the very last line is Judy never left this side. So yes, <laughs> important piece, exactly. very important piece. That's very important piece in working with, you know, Richard and Judy to understand the story. What was their involvement in the film, but then also their reaction to the film? Yes, um, their involvement was uh, was a lot. I mean, they were intimately involved the entire way through uh, from, you know, when we did the pitch. Um, myself. So I, once I gave them the the yes that I wanted to make the film, we had to then put together a pitch that we then went out to different studios in Hollywood to find a buyer. And so I worked with um, Lewis Colick, who was a writer I was working with at the time, and I pitched him the movie and he liked it. And then so we sat down with Richard and Judy to work on crafting the pitch. 
And then so once we went to pitch the film, Richard and Judy went to every pitch. We had three studios that bid on the pitch. We ultimately decided to go with Searchlight. And through the process of developing the script, they were involved. And then once I hired uh, Eva to come on board, uh, we then brought on Linda Yvette Chavez to do the rewrites. And Richard and Judy participated in that process. They read scripts along the way. They came to set you know, multiple times. They've been out on the promotional trail. And so their response is one of amazement. Uh, you know, during this process, you know, there were many times when I had to tell Richard, Richard, just trust me, trust me. It's number one, it's going to happen and it's going to happen well. I'm, I'm, you know, for me, this is a movie, but for him, it's his life. So I, I take that very seriously. And so there were times I said, Richard, you just got to trust me. I, I promise you we'll get there. And so now, you know, to be here and for the movie to be uh, in the shape that it's in and, and people responding to it, they're extremely happy. And it's, it's, just, it's a dream come true. That's excellent. And, you know, it's I think that's what the movie itself is, too, and depicts a dream coming true. It depicts success and it mm -hmm. depicts the perseverance of a family. Before we get going, Devon, uh, I, I want to ask you got to end with a silly question here, right? Because you're going to be getting okay. questions all day, similar to what I've been asking. Um, if you had to come up with your own idea for a new flavor for Cheetos, Doritos, whatever it may be, popcorn, what would it be? Oh, man, what would it be? You know, look. My my favorite, you know, dessert in the world, my favorite flavor is lemon. So, you know, okay. we lemon Cheetos. How about that? You know, some lemon Doritos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing it up a little bit there. I'd love to know, like, what that would taste like. You know what I mean? Kind of the sour and the sweet. That might be interesting. Yeah, right. Very different, very different. Devon, congrats on the movie. Thank Thanks you. for taking the time today. And hopefully uh, we'll see more from you soon. Awesome. I look forward to it. Thanks so much. Annie, thank you so much for being here. I'm Joe Peltzer from Guy at the Movies. Hello, Joe Peltzer from Guy at the Movies. I'm Annie Gonzalez from Flamin' Hot. Excellent. That's the energy I like with these. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. I want to start with just uh, commending you on such a great performance in Flamin' Hot and diving right in. How did you first become aware of Richard and Judy's story and subsequently involved in the film? Um. So... I became aware of the project and the story, I want to say a year before they started to cast, because I'm really good friends with Linda Yvette Chavez, who is one of the writers on the project, the brilliant writers on the project. I've known her for 10 plus years via just life. That's my, that's, we call each other wifey. Like that's my girl. Right. <laughs> and I remember she was really excited. She was on her way to Sundance and she was promoting Hentified, uh, the show that I was on with her, which I'm sure you've. Yes, it was she was promoting Hentified and she was like, yo, I'm working with Eva. I think you'd really like her. You guys are kind of similar. She's like, and I was like, oh, snap, what are you working on? She's like, I'm working on this new project called Flaming Hot. I was like, okay, what is it about? She's like, it's about the story of Richard Montañez and how he was, you know, the brain behind the concept of Flaming Hot and, you know, being able to market to Latino audiences. And I was like, oh, snap, awesome. Like, do you think there'd be something in there for me? And she was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> But but I just thought in general, I was just like happy for my homegirl. And I thought it was an amazing project and a story that need needed to be told, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. So you, of course, play Judy Montanez and you are Judy is Richard's biggest supporter um, after an altercation with his father at one point telling him, come on, baby, we're going to go put my voice in your head. And at the end, we see the very last line of the film is Judy never left his side. Did you meet with Judy to prepare for the role? And what was that like? I did. I did. I got to, I, 
once I got to go to their home and she cooked a delicious meal of multiple caldos and carnes and arroz, frijoles, tortillas. Like it was a full on Mexican spread of delicious foods that she made, by the way. And I got to meet with them and, you know, essentially just break the ice there because I'm sure it can be jarring for any of us to have someone interpret our lives, you know, when we're such complex beings, it's like, and we're always trying to protect ourselves out of survival. Like, well, I don't want people to see this. I don't want people to see that. And I remember when meeting her in that group setting, I was like, I feel like I need a one-on-one with her because there's nothing about her online. Like she's a very private woman. <laughs> and I, I messaged her and I, cause I had gotten her number and I was like, do you mind if I like get your contact information so we can stay in touch just cause I want to make this as a well-rounded um, human. I want to make you as well-rounded as possible. And she was like, sure. So I took her out to breakfast and we were talking. And, and I remember one of the first things she said, I could tell she was so nervous, which was interesting. Like just sitting there to have breakfast with me, she was nervous. And I was like, what's, are you okay? And she's like, I'm just, I've worked so hard to become the Christian woman that I am. And I, I've really tried to shed my past. And I looked at her and I was like, your past is what informs your future and everything else. It's the most powerful thing about you. You know, I I think I'm like, do not define yourself for where you're at right now, because you're sure as hell not defined for where you were then. It's a part of your testimony. And I think showing this is so powerful to our community, not just women, but everyone in our, anybody, anybody who has been down and out can get back up and and get to exactly where they want and need to be. We're not defined by, and she, and we cried and we hugged each other and she was like, I trust you. And I was like, okay. It was. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's amazing because the film as much as it is Richard's story, it's also Judy's story. And without Judy, you know, the events of the film, the events of their lives wouldn't have occurred. What do you as an actor having portrayed Judy take away from the experience? What have you learned from her? Wow, I love that question um, because I feel like I, I, I try and choose every project specifically because I know some part of it's going to grow me as, as a human. And this one was no different. I feel like it really taught me the power of partnership that we can't do anything alone and we don't in reality. Like even up even if it's just having faith, you believe in something bigger than yourself. And I think that's what Judy really carried and and mirrored and, and helped Richard follow suit. She saw the power in him. She understood the power in something bigger than herself and, and was there to keep mirroring that for him and pull him along and correct him when he needed it and love on him when, when he couldn't do it himself. I think she really taught me how, how to position yourself to help the collective. Yeah, that's great. What, I guess, in telling this story, you mentioned Eva Longoria earlier, and by all accounts, she has an incredible energy on set. What did she bring to this film and how did she help you sort of realize your role, but also the film itself? She is masterful at what she does. She is so skilled um, and talented and a beautiful, grounded human. 
oh, I'm like, I'm getting emotional. She's, she's amazing. She knew exactly what she wanted. She was so specific, but she also trusted everyone else in the space. Like it was very much the best idea wins. Most of the time it was her idea, but she wasn't wrong. Like she knew what she wanted because she saw, she saw, she like saw the magnum opus of it all. Like she saw the macro, you know? So when we were going into micro, sometimes I wouldn't see something. I'd be like, I don't feel like this is this. And she's like, I hear you, but because we have da 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 da, and I'd be like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. You're right. right. Thank you. I'm like, thank you. And that's why you're the boss. And Awesome. But the fact that, you know, I'll like, continue I, on. yeah, but I felt safe. The, the beautiful thing is, I think with what we do as creatives, you want to feel safe to create because that's a piece of your spirit that you're leaving there on that camera on that day. And I know that she understands that because she's an actor's director. She started off as an actress, you know, and that's why she's such a masterful director and producer, because she understands the craft and the business. Absolutely. And that, come on, what a marriage. Yeah, for sure. I think one thing that she was able to do with the assistance of such an excellent cast was really capture the spirit of the Latino community and show how Richard was, that was one of his main focuses uh, and has been in, you know, doing right by the community. Why do you think this is such an important story to tell specifically for the Latino community? Well, you know, I think she, what what she also did was she was very specific on how she wanted to not only cast the film, um, the actors on camera, but everyone behind the camera was predominantly, um, a, a lot of the department heads, and it was per her decision, was predominantly like either Mexican-American or just like from Latino descent, because there's such a shorthand, especially when telling our stories. I think half of the reason why a lot of um, Latine stories don't, progress past its platform is because um, we're having other people that don't necessarily identify or understand nuance or shorthand of these communities. And I, and I think that's why this film for so many people that I know that have seen it already feel, feel that palpable energy of inspiration because we're painting ourselves as superheroes, not with a cape, but with a mop. Or, or with like with so many different things, you know, from CEO to janitor, where we all are special and powerful and have a superpower. You, you have a way with words, Annie, because even just hearing that answer is very powerful. And in another interview that you did when I was preparing to chat with you today, you had a line that, about representation that was very simply, you, we can't become what we cannot see. And I thought that was such an incredibly powerful line. Uh, and just such a perfect encapsulation of why films like this are important. I, you know, I, I, for me, what's interesting is I've been, I've been in this industry now for about 20 years. I started when I was nine years old. Wow. I realize I have a certain amount of privilege with the way that I was raised because I'm sixth generation. I was never raised believing that I, and I was raised by a single mom. So I was never raised with the idea that I couldn't do something based upon my gender or my skin tone. So it wasn't until I got older and you start to understand microaggressions and you got you start to understand what being othered is, and especially in this industry when it's like there's so many different types of of stereotypes that come up that you're like, wait, I grew up identifying and listening to Barbara Streisand and Bette Midler. How come I can't do that? I think until you relate to something, you never realize that you didn't relate to anything. And Absolutely. for me 
not only is represent talking about representation important, but like just doing it and being it and living it. I think we talk about it so much that it gets lost in the words that we don't ever, I don't ever get to just be it. And now I'm excited to occupy your screen in a multitude of ways, you know, to be in a musical theater. I'm in an Ethan Cohen project after this. Like I'm gonna, we're gonna do all the things and fearlessly and unapologetically. And I love that. And Annie, thank you so much for, for being on our screens and delivering such a great performance. Um, we have to wrap up here. I want to ask you real quick, though, just to end on a silly note. If you had to choose your own flavor, come up with a flavor for Cheetos, Doritos, whatever it would be, where would you go with that? What would you want? Oh, my God. You want to hear something crazy would just come to my brain? <laughs> <laughs> Because as you were saying flavor, the flavor that you're like, I literally just asked the question. <laughs> the flavor that's been on my mind lately is like mushroom and goat cheese. That is very unique. <laughs> <laughs> She's sophisticated. Yeah, you thought I was going to say tahine. Okay. Devon, Devon said Devon said lemon. <laughs> so, just lemon. Yo, yeah, Devon, lemon. Come on, Devon. Andy, we have to wrap. Thank you so much for taking the time today and good luck with everything in the future. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Thank you. Take care. Bye. The Guy at the Movies podcast is a joint venture between Math Teacher Movies and Guy at the Movies. You can catch new episodes weekly right here wherever you're listening to this one. Subscribe so you never miss a beat.
The Guy at the Movies podcast is a joint venture between Math Teacher Movies and Guy at the Movies. You can catch new episodes weekly right here wherever you're listening to this one. Subscribe so you never miss a beat.